I'm Taylor Vick, and this is the Real Estate Fund Insider. We're pulling back the curtain on how to grow wealth and passive income through real estate investment funds. I think getting invested in PropTech is a great idea. So when people go out to invest in PropTech, I mean, they're obviously not going on to E-Trade and buying stock. And even when they do invest, it's it, it can be very different than like a very established company or something, right? When you're investing in an early stage technology company, uh, like you said, you're not going to have all the traditional financial metrics to decide, all right, is this a good cash flowing business? Does, right. the, does the EBITDA look good, uh, et cetera? Um, and, and so when you don't have those metrics, it, it makes it hard to come up with a valuation, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, what the industry has done to kind of simplify this is they came up with a document called a SAFE note, which stands for Simple Agreement for Future Equity, uh, which is very similar to a convertible note. Um, it's only a, a couple pages and makes it really easy to invest in a company. And, and what that does is it says, hey, we can't quite determine what the valuation is today. Um, but what we'll do is once, you know, an uh, institutional investor or a venture capitalist comes in and puts an actual price on that, mm-hmm. uh, then your equity will convert um, at either that valuation or if the valuation um, is above what we call a valuation cap, then you would get kind of a discount on that cap. So it's a little bit technical, but it's actually, you know, really easy and straightforward you invested via safe, so uh, right. you can probably speak to that if you if it was an easy uh, uh, instrument. Yeah, so I guess you know, Safe Note came out of Y Combinator, right? Mm-hmm. So the most respected, well-known incubator program in the world, along with having a lot of innovative companies come out, they've also come up with innovative ways to invest, which have now become industry standard, like the Safe Note. Um, so the way the way that uh, you know I kind of think about it is. Okay, I'm going to put in $50 today. We don't know what this company is worth uh, at this time, or it's very difficult to value. Someone else eventually is going to come in once the company is more established and easier to value, and they're going to say, this company's worth $1.25 a share. Um, because I got in early with the safe note, I get a discount on what they buy at. So they had to buy at $1.25 a share, but I get to buy at $1 a share. Um, so basically, my fifty dollars turns into fifty shares. Where if I went to buy it directly, it would be less. Once the valuation is created, it allows you to buy at less than what the value is, right? Yeah, exactly. It just makes it a little bit easier, so you don't have to go through all the, you know, a- attorneys to draft up really long, you know, inve- <clears throat> investment agreements, etc. So uh, it-, it makes it so that you can invest quickly and safely. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> and then what, uh, you know, for an investor, when can they get their money back or what are like liquidity events or kind of what, if an investor is going into this, when should they expect to get their money or a return in these types of investments? Yeah. So these are long-term investments, right? So, uh, really it, if you're a high growth technology company, um, you're mostly focused on growth and, and less on kind of, uh, on profit, but that's that's starting to change now that, yeah. that people are taking a lot more seriously, and we take it very seriously. Right, but uh, you're not you're not paying profit. out dividends; you're using that money to pour back in the company. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so especially not at the early stage, you're not paying out dividends. That's for much more mature, kind of slower growth companies. Yeah. Um, so where the liquidity event comes uh, primarily is if there's an acquisition, uh, mm-hmm. if there's an IPO, 
Uh, and then oftentimes uh, as you're scaling up to the, maybe the A, B, C round, uh, you could potentially sell in, a, in what we call a secondary market where uh, another investor wants to get into the company they want to invest. And you say, hey, I might want to take some chips off the table and you sell some of your shares to another investor. So that's another way. Gotcha. So what, what is the ABC round? Yeah, so it, you know you get some pre-seed funding, you get some seed funding, and these are kind of in the typically in the pre-revenue stage, more the idea stage. So that would be um, like the safe notes, things like that, and the yeah. So safe notes are typically uh, in the pre-seed, seed, sometimes leading up to a Series A round, mm-hmm. um, and then Series A is once you have a product market fit, like we talked about usually in the neighborhood of you know, 500000 to a million dollars in annual recurring revenue, which is subscription revenue. Yeah, uh, yeah. So once we get there, that's kind of like the next milestone. And then uh, the venture capital uh, world has a very kind of clear uh, path as to what metrics you need to hit to hit the next stages. Gotcha. So yeah, when you're investing, you know, if I guess within the life cycle, you've kind of got this pre-revenue seed stage. So that's going to be your safe note. And then once you hit, I think you said a million in annual recurring revenue, right? Which uh, which people call AAR, right? That's kind ARR, of like, yeah. ARR, sorry. Uh, it's kind of the industry term. Then you're looking to do a Series A round where you're selling direct equity, and those safe notes convert into equity at a price lower than the A round. And then you know B and C are additional raises, right? And then you know, anything could happen, but you could keep running the company and, you know, maybe pay dividends, get acquired by another company, get bought by a PEG, private equity group, you know, SPAC or IPO. Is that kind of some of the exit? Yeah, that's exactly right. And as like an individual or angel investor, you're typically going to be investing at this seed stage because once you get to that, you know, million dollars in ARR, uh, you're the valuation is going to be much higher probably than what you would want to invest in at. And the amount of capital invested in companies like that is in, you know, the 10, 20, $30 million range. So um, you want to get in early so you can get a meaningful, you know, sure. uh, percentage of the company. Gotcha. And you mentioned in addition to uh, ARR, other metrics that the industry wants you to hit that are pretty uh, laid out or pretty standardized. What are some of those that investors should look for or want to see their investment company achieve? Yeah, so once a company like fully goes to market and starts with their sales and marketing, uh, you're going to want to see growth, uh, like a growth rate of uh, you know two x, maybe maybe they double uh, year over year. Wow. Uh, so that's you know in the early stages, and then that kind of uh, slows down a little bit because obviously once you you grow more, it's harder to, to compound yeah. like that. I think Warren uh, Buffett said it's a lot easier to, to double a dollar than it is a billion. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of just getting in there, getting the market exposure. Yeah. And, and another key metric is um, retention or some people call it net dollar retention, right? So uh, we focus a lot on that in the sense that, you know, we could just blast this out there and, and get a bunch of you know, users who are interested and customers who are interested in some of the data and they just use it kind of as, as a resource, right? Mm-hmm. But those customers mm-hmm. are going to be a lot more likely to churn off because uh, it's not a core part of their business. So that's where we've been really um, focused on is how do we kind of insert ourselves into uh, these companies uh, and become kind of a core vital role in their in their business. 
that makes our product a lot stickier. Yeah. It uh, helps the company and, and we don't have as much churn and, and meaning that uh, customers leave, right? So mm-hmm. um, churn is something that a lot of people don't really look at, but it can kill a company pretty quickly oh, yeah. if you're not careful. Okay, so you've got, uh, I guess first off, you kind of want to believe in the dream, the product, the founder. Then you want to see a million in ARR, because at that point it's something that can be valued at some level. After that, you're going to want to see them go to market with their product and achieve 2x growth for a year or two. And then after that, you're going to want to see how well they retain their clients or kind of the stickiness, how making sure people stick with the product. Is that kind of a good overview of some of those metrics? Yeah, so you would go to market well before you get to a million dollars in ARR. Um, so you would want to kind of maybe double hit, hit 100,000 in ARR, then the next year you go to 250, et cetera, okay. uh, until you can get up to that that million dollars. And But by the time you hit a million dollars in, in ARR, uh, as an individual investor, it's going to be much harder to get into a, a round like that and invest in a company like that, mm-hmm. um, because at that point the you know the top VC firms uh-huh. are going to be just swarming. Gotcha. So individual investors need to get in on that early stage before the big guys want to write the big checks. Yeah, exactly. And as as a startup founder, when you're you know still in this either idea or kind of early revenue traction stage you're out you know, trying to convince investors to invest in your company and mm-hmm. lay out the vision. Um, but once you start to hit that you know, you know, $100,000, $500,000 million ARR mark, uh, the, the tables kind of turn and then the investors start kind of pitching uh, you. Yeah. Uh, so we hope, hope to get to that point, but we're uh, not quite there yet. Gotcha. And then you know, one last thing there, I know at least in South Carolina, there's some tax benefits, tax credits. What are some things outside of the deal itself that can be uh, that can be good, beneficial to investors? Yeah, South Carolina has a great angel investment uh, investor tax credit mm-hmm. uh, where you can get up to thirty percent of your investment in a, in the form of a tax credit. Then you can obviously sell those tax credits for actual cash at usually eighty to ninety cents on the dollar. Gotcha. Um, I actually invested my own money into Infill and was able to. Uh, be an actual angel investor and reap the benefits of those um, those tax credits for myself, which was um, you know a really good opportunity. Yeah. So at least in South Carolina, if you're set up right, instead of having to wait for a major liquidity event or something like that, investors can actually realize a, a portion of their capital back in the first year, you know, through tax credits, either applying them against their state tax obligations or monetizing those credits. So you. That's, I think, one thing great that South Carolina is doing is, hey, yeah, you're taking this investment, it's long-term, it's risky, but look, first year, you're going to get something back. You know, I think it's a great incentive for people to invest. Yeah, exactly. 